Hello and welcome to Core Sampler, the podcast where we drill into the Sitecore community to bring you insights into the work talented people are doing every day on the Sitecore Experience platform. Whether you're a developer, a marketer, or both, we're glad you're here. And now your host, Derek Dysart. Welcome to Core Sampler. My name's Derek Dysart. And this is Tamash Varga. And um, we're celebrating a milestone uh, with this episode, I think probably been about four years since I recorded the first episode way back with Mike Reynolds and with the help of a few Thomas we've um, we've put together a hundred episodes oh yes it was really interesting to do uh, on my side the MVP interviews but also enjoyed all of your episodes for yeah, sure yeah yeah so I think you approached me as we were as we were getting kind of closer of hey we're gonna do something special for episode 100 and um, I think you had some ideas, and I threw out I threw out a name, and you're like, "Well, let me see if I can make it happen." Um, you know, because this has been a it, it's been a, a an interesting year to say the least. If we go all the way back to SugCon in uh, SugCon 2020, uh, got canceled due to the global pandemic, and um, we just had uh, we just had symposium, which was 100 percent virtual. Um, so it's been um, it, it's been a challenging year for all of us, and. Um, Trying to think of folks that you know, were kind of on my on my bucket list uh, of people to interview on here, especially to expose to the rest of the Psychor community. Uh, along the way, Psychor got a new CEO, uh, so you know technically, Tomas, you, you got a new boss or a boss's boss or several several levels up the line, but you you got a new boss this year. Exactly, this this all happened this year, and I think uh, you know going all digital changed our our life in many ways, um, but. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, we do have a new boss, and uh, I think it would be really interesting to see who is he and get to know him a little bit better. Yeah, so I mean, we've been kind of dancing around the issue here, but we had uh, Steve Zakakis on, who is the brand new CEO of Sitecore. He's been uh, he's been in the position for a little over a month, and. Um, I, I have to uh, again. I thank you in the in the interview, but I have to thank you again for for making this happen. It was um, it was always kind of a, a, a goal of mine to you know eventually interview someone you know some someone higher up in the company and give give them the chance to talk directly to the community. Absolutely, it's my pleasure. And and you know when we have a new CEO or someone uh, higher up in the company on a C level. It's uh, also for me, it could be a challenge to introduce the community and the MVPs to that person. And uh, as you mentioned, Steve is just in the job for two months and uh, it uh, must have been a really busy period for him to, to learn the new business and, and everything. But he took the opportunity to talk, talk to the community and, and talk to me about you know what uh, we as a community are doing and I'm, I'm really proud that we could make that happen yeah and and as you'll you, as you folks listening will, will hear in there it was not a, a traditional path into a new job for Steve as well it, it's you know I think the, the fascinating thing not to, not to spoil too much of the thunder but he's not met a lot of the people in Sitecore face to face it's been almost a hundred percent digital for him so just like the rest of us with you know kids in virtual school and us working from home and on you know Microsoft Teams meetings or Google Meet or Zoom or whatever video conferencing platform, um, yeah, that's been his reality as well. 
Absolutely, and I think it also makes this transition uh, special. Yeah, it definitely does. So, I, I yeah, to, to you, the listener, thanks, thanks for being with us through a hundred episodes. Um, we have no plans of uh, of slowing down. I know Tomas has several more uh, MVP interviews in the pipeline that'll be coming out um, over the, the the next few weeks. And uh, you know, I've got some ideas for episodes of my own. But um, I wanted to take a minute and, and just say thanks to everyone for listening. It's been a it's been a great ride. I've I've loved doing this. This is um, you know I love all aspects of it. I love producing the audio. I love uh, you know talking to the community. Um, the, the, the thing that a lot of you don't get to share in is a lot of the conversations that happen before and after we record and it's just you know been fun getting to know so many folks in the in the psychor community so I, I just have to give all of you that are listening a big thank you for that and the same from my side thank you for everyone who's listening these um, podcasts and also thank you Derek for establishing this uh, really well-known name in the psychor community Great, great. So without further delay, please enjoy this interview with Steve Sakakis. Steve, welcome to Core Sampler. Good afternoon, and it's uh, great to be here on such a, an amazing occasion. I believe it's your 100th episode. So That is, that is correct. That is correct. And, uh, you know, I, I, all the credit to Tomas, who's also here. Hello, everyone. Um, it was, um, uh, I, I have to give credit to Tomas. Um, you know, I wouldn't have been able to have someone like Steve on, uh, without the incredible support from Tomas and the Psychor organization. So, uh, Tomas, thanks for, uh, thanks for arranging this. Yeah. Thank you for the opportunity. I think it's, uh, it's, uh, definitely a great honor to have Steve and, and, um, you know, get to know Steve as member of our community. And maybe we can we can start with the first question, Steve. If you don't mind, tell us a little bit about your story, your background, and how your career started. Yeah, thank you. Firstly, let me extend um, a big uh, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to all of um, the members of I, I would call it club, uh, the fans of Sidecore around the world, wherever you are. Um, I'm very honored and privileged. Uh, to be addressing you today uh, on such a great anniversary, the 100th uh, episode. Um, just to answer your question, um, I was born in Greece. I was raised in Greece, which you can tell from the accent and, and the very, very difficult surname. Um, just to put your, your mind at rest, the, the surname is also Greek, uh, difficult in Greek, in the Greek language. So, so it's, um, it's not just you, uh, not, not being able to pronounce it well. Um, my career started, um, in a family startup. Um, one day my, my father dragged me to, to work after I finished high school. And, you know, he, he showed me the map of Athens and what my territory was. He gave me a briefcase with samples and order book and, and the price list, two bus tickets to go to the territory and from there back home. And that was it. He, he, he wished me luck. Um, so that was me uh, joining um, work in sales. We were selling copyrights, uh, intellectual property. Um, very similar to selling software. Um, sure. Back in, you know, I think it was in uh, 1990, 1991 or something like this. And then I, I, I continued with that throughout university and even during my master's. Uh, and then in my master's, um, I decided to 
um, to do something in the UK, in London. Uh, I joined a finance company and from there somehow we ended up with some uh, other colleagues uh, starting a, another company that was focusing on uh, selling finance over the internet, which was very new. And I suppose this was the start of um, me, my career in, in, in the IT world. Um, that company was a little bit successful. We had about 35, 40 people um, and we converged, converged more towards building websites and, and setting up um, small CRM systems. Then we found another company that, was, uh, that wanted us to resell their CRM system. It was on AS400, written on RPG language. So we're now talking even before um, Y2K. Uh, the sure, sure. So, you know, one thing led to the other. We were bought out by that company. And before I realized it, I entered the enterprise world. And after a couple of stops, one at Infor uh, and one, the last one with SAP for 12, 13 years, um, this opportunity came up. And, you know, probably the most amazing thing that um, happened in my professional career. Nice. So you, you mentioned Athens. Is, is, is that the part of Greece you're originally from? Yeah. And so growing up, what was, you know, now you're, you're, you're the head of a, a large tech company, I guess, from a technology standpoint, what was kind of the first computer you remember using? Wow. Um, this, is, this is taking me down memory lane. Um, it was a Pentium. Okay. Um, as a matter of fact, Coincidentally, I can tell you that uh, I bought it from um, uh, what used to be a single shop, which is now probably the largest place to buy IT equipment in Greece and, and uh, probably largest uh, on, online. And there, there are sidecore customers, by the way. It's uh, plesio.com. Um, yeah, I bought it from there. It was um, um, a custom-built Pentium. I think that was the first one that I actually, I, I think the first computer I ever used, I remember distinctly, I think it was in the second grade, the, my, my school had an Apple II, but the first one I'd like that I could call mine that I bought with my own money was a, was a Pentium as well. No, I'm trying to think now, now that I say that it might've been a 386, but well, yeah, I, it's around the, around the same time, you know, around uh, the same I, time. I time. actually used, um, I was very lucky. I was going to a primary school. Uh, and, and we had computers there. Um, so from probably the age of 10, um, I, I could use computers. And it was all about coding. Uh, as a matter of fact, it was also coding during the university. Um, Windows were, were not out um, the way we, we know them today. So even even to build a, a basic spreadsheet, you had to program it first. For so I remember you had to spend two or three years building up your calculator and your <laughs> your programming, and and then by the time you finished and you were ready to put the data in in your fourth year, Microsoft had brought out the, the Excel spreadsheet. So it was like right. yeah, interesting times. Uh, every every year would bring uh, a new revolution, uh, and you know you, when you compare these years with um, what's happening now with the pandemic and the different lockdowns we see around the world where economies rely on internet and, and digital uh, 
uh, trade, and, and we've gone very, very quickly from physical to digital. Uh, wow, what, what a transformation this is. And I think in, in future years and probably future decades, similarly to how people remember that in the mid-90s we had, uh, well, the internet was founded. I feel people will now remember 2020 as the year where uh, e-commerce uh, proliferated. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I saw, I think early on and when, when all the lockdowns were happening, I think I saw, you know, is somebody, you know, posted it and it, it, I think it was done tongue in cheek, but there's, there's a, a ton of truth to it of like, you know, hey, Mr. CEO, what drove the digital revolution in your company? And it was like, oh, you know, like a, a brand new CRM or, you know, cloud technology or the pandemic. And I think a lot of these companies, uh, were thrust into, trying to figure out how to get their, their people to, you know, so they can work from home and, and still, you know, run the business. And I think, um, a lot of people that thought that their business couldn't function in that, that way, I think are, you know, is pleasantly surprised that, you know, they've been able to, um, you know, keep, keep it going on. We were also pleasantly surprised by last week I had the opportunity to present to a board of directors. Um, just in case you haven't seen there, we have some, um, amazing people there. Um, I'll, I'll just take 10 seconds to advertise who's in my board because I'm very, very proud. Um, we have Craig Conway, um, who used to be the CEO of PeopleSoft. Uh, Darren Roos, who is the uh, CEO of IFS and has completed an amazing turnaround with that company. And also Carsten Toma, uh, many of you would probably recognize this name as uh, Carsten was uh, a co-founder and CEO for Hybrid, which was later bought by SAP. So probably the person who's orchestrated uh, one of the largest e-commerce platforms uh, st- still in play today. So we were talking with the board last week, last, last Thursday, about the proliferation of digital over physical and the transformation that has happened uh, to retailers uh, and, you know, how uh, supply chains have, have changed. Um, what's been happening to the evaluation of Amazon and big platform players uh, around the world and also the opportunity that this represents for the community here in this call, but uh, also a, a platform like uh, Sitecore. And of course, you know, you, you can't just uh, be there and, and kind of enjoy the wave. You have to create the wave. You have to be in position to take advantage of the tectonic shifts uh, mm-hmm. that are happening out there. Yeah, I mean, so you, you mentioned in there, you, you, you came from SAP. What what drew you to, to Sitecore? What, what was, you know, it, 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 a 12 years with a company is a, you know, pretty, pretty solid career, you know, what, and, you know, SAP is obviously a huge name in the industry. What, uh, what, what drew you to Sitecor? SAP is an amazing company. And coincidentally, when I, when I read, when I look at um, who is our client and I compare this with SAP's clientele, I can tell you uh, there's not many differences. Yes, we with uh, many similar customers, which should probably surprise a lot of people in this call. Um, you know, sometimes 
you want to innovate, you want to transform, you want to change things fast. And, and you know, maybe the size of the company, the DNA of the company, um, the trajectory of the company, or the, the lack of growth in interesting areas kind of puts you into uh, a stale mode. And, and, and I felt this was coming my way. I still feel very young. Uh, well, I, I, my Garmin watch says I have the age of a 20-year-old, which I don't believe. Um, <laughs> I think there's a serious bug in that watch. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I actually felt I have a lot of energy um, to, to be in, in an industry and in a company that's going places. And, and this was the main attraction for me at Sitecore. I felt, you know, we have an amazing clientele. The customers are fantastic. Uh, the ecosystem, the developer community, all of these are super sound platforms on which you can say, okay, it's about time we accelerate innovation. It's about time we grow our footprint globally. And we don't behave like a local company, but behave like a global company and take advantage of what's happening out there. And, and to me, it was too many things converging at the same time. Yeah, I guess an interesting question along the, the, the same lines is what was it like interviewing for a new position in the middle of kind of this global pandemic? Because I, I would guess it's not similar to previous jobs you've interviewed for that's not. And, and then, you know, conversely, when you, you start day one, you kind of come in and you, you meet your staff and all that. And I think, you know, it's, you're based out of the UK, correct? Yeah. I'm based out of London. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you're coming into the office, I think, you know, is how many, how many folks are in the office versus how much kind of hopping on zoom or Microsoft teams or, or, or whatever internal technology was there to just kind of get the lay of the land. It's an interesting question, Derek. Um, and I, I'm going to surprise you now, yes? Um, I've not met anyone. <laughs> uh, it's, it's all digital. Um, I haven't met any of the people that hired me. I haven't met the people in my leadership team. Uh, probably I've met uh, Russell Webb, who is our original president in EMEA. I've met uh, VJ, who runs Value Engineering, um, one of the IT folks who's been very, very helpful and helps me uh, set up uh, things every time I have an important interview like this one, or he helped me set up my home office. Uh, and probably the HR uh, person in the UK, and that's about it. Um, I haven't met my assistant. I haven't met the chairman of the board. Um, I knew some of the board members, uh, but I haven't met them um, during the last uh, few months. Um, and I haven't met anyone from our shareholders, uh, let alone the people in our team. Uh, but, you know, this hasn't stopped me being attracted by this amazing company. Um, I, we, we had an amazing Q1. Uh, the team delivered probably what was the most attended symposium last week. We had twice as many attendees as we typically have. Uh, amazing interest, a lot of positive feedback. 
We're a global company and you, you have to um, uh, strategize how different speakers and guests from everywhere um, will kind of find themselves into studios recording um, either live or, you know, probably a week before so that you can put all of the material together. It's, it's a big project and, and I'm very proud of the team that did an amazing job. And, and hopefully you, our viewers uh, this afternoon will, will probably say the same, that it was a good experience. Um, it, yeah, I mean, I can say I, I attended several of the sessions and it was, you know, the, 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 the production was amazing. It was great. You know, we kind of had the same, you know, it, there was, it was nice that they brought, um, you know, they brought in Jake Johansson, who's, who's hosted all these symposiums. So there was kind of a, there, there was, you know, a through line that, that felt familiar, um, but, um, you know, it was, it was, you know, the, 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 the sessions were great. And, um, and I think that the nice thing, at least for me is being able to go back and refer to a lot of those sessions. I think it's always a challenge. You go to these conferences and, you know, it's, there's, there's sessions at the same time that, you know, like, well, which one do I want to go to? And being able to, you know, a, a lot of the stuff being done on demand, I think was, you know, it was a, it was a great choice on, on the part of the, the folks putting it together. Um, yeah. There's even an, an even bigger problem, Derek, uh, you didn't mention, um, half of our attendees are jet lagged. Uh, <laughs> and this time they could uh, watch it from the comfort of, of their own home office or, or the lounge. And I will tell you some of the sessions were late at night and, and I watched them, you know, my wife was uh, watching a, a film and I was, I had my uh, earpieces on and I was watching some of the sessions from the comfort of my, of my sofa in my pajamas. And it was, you know, midnight and, you know, it was cool because mm. I could do it. I couldn't do it where every time I had to travel to Orlando or Chicago or whatever, these conferences typically take place and, and you take a whole week out. Okay. Um, and, and at the end of the day, I, whilst I appreciate the social part, of it, sometimes you know you 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 get the opportunity to focus on the content, and, and for me this year in particular we had so many beautiful announcements to get out there that in in some ways I'm glad this conference was so content rich, and and uh, everybody enjoyed themselves. We made a lot of promises, a lot of commitments, a lot of announcements. I feel we have a world-class head of engineering and CTO, Desta and Tom. Um, and your, the developers here, your community, um, will have a lot to expect from us um, in, in the next few months. No, I, I just wanted to reflect on, on this one because I think, uh, of course, uh, what uh, we were announcing is, is all good. And, and you also mentioned during that that, you know, you watched it together with the family. And I think many of the people listening this maybe would like to know a little bit more Steve as a, as a person. What, what are you doing when you are not at work or if you have any hobbies and, you know, how do you live? Do you know, firstly, let me say that I'm a normal human being, well, according to, to my friends who I've personally chosen. Uh, but <laughs> I'm, I'm a normal person, yes. I, I'm, I'm a father of three. We have uh, two girls and a boy. 
very young age, uh, and also a beautiful dog called Leo, a Siju, for those that love dogs. It's um, a hairy, medium-sized uh, little, little body. Uh, that's probably the mascot of our family. Mm. Uh, we love running and swimming with my wife, so kind of try to make this part of our quality time together. And, and uh, running is good in that it, it helps me reset and, and think about a lot of things that uh, it's, they're hard to... Ideas that sometimes are hard to come around when you're sitting behind the screen or in a chair all day. So I try to go out there uh, running or walking uh, for an hour every day. It helps me reset my mind. Um, and But I, I love different cultures. I, we, we live in a beautiful planet. And, uh, you know, I'd like to be out there and traveling and visiting places. Of course, this year hasn't um, helped us uh, a lot with this. But on the other hand, uh, everybody who's listening, whether, whether you're single uh, or part of a family or just with um, uh, your loved one, or, or even with your parents, um, no matter how difficult it may be from time to time, um, you tend to appreciate what's important in life. Uh, and I think COVID has given us the, a lot of struggles uh, at work. Uh, and, of course, with the healthcare systems, and, and uh, it's tragic what's happening, especially to uh, the elderly. Uh, but I think it's also given us, if we wanted to see some positives there, it's also given us the opportunity to reevaluate uh, what's important and what's not. A lot of people were working with, with no end in sight. A lot of people were traveling um, for days and days and days without being able to reconnect with their families. Phone calls have been replaced by video calls. Um, I don't know about you, but I, I've realized that a lot of the people that I used to talk to on the phone, now I talk to on the video. Uh, and, and, and that has increased the quality of the communication. I, I caught up with many friends. Uh, and although I'm not a huge fan of social media anymore, uh, it's good to see people, even if it's not for real and it's just on the screen. It's good to touch base. It is interesting because I think that that technology's been there. You know, I, I I'm of the age of I remember when the you know they, the, the the futuristic scenes were you know there there wouldn't be phone calls there'd be video calls and you know these sci-fi movies where somebody goes into the phone booth and you know there's the the video screen and that that's been there for so long. I mean, I think back to you know, like FaceTime on the iPhone or any of these other ones, and it wasn't until you you really couldn't see people that. Um, you know, that, that having that video connection, I think my, you know, my father lives probably a good six hour drive away from me. And, you know, he video calls with the kids just to see them. Cause he, you know, he doesn't get to see them. Um, and you know, I don't know, I guess probably the same for you with your children of just even connection to family of, you know, it used to be, you know, you kind of, you know, the, the, the old commercials of passing the phone around and talking to, to folks during a holiday of being able to, um, being able to now put a face and, and actually see, you know, you, the, 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 the grandparents get to see the kids and kind of see what they're doing. And my daughter, my youngest will, you know, take the phone and like 
go around and show them her room or whatever she's, you know, a little craft she's working on. It's been, it's, it's such a great technology and, and, uh, for, for folks to connect with. Yeah, true. Fully agree. So Steve, I guess it's been great having you on and I, I, I totally appreciate you carving, um, carving time out of your, your, your schedule. I guess if you had uh, a, a parting message for the Psychor community out there, uh, or, or maybe a call to action or a, or a challenge or something, what would it be? Yeah. What, what I would, what I would say is I feel we're at a crossroads. Uh, we're coming up at a set of crossroads where Sidecore needs everybody to believe in our vision and, and our strategy. Most importantly, the community of our developers. Um, the, the cloud, the proliferation of the cloud, and in particular, software as a service, is bringing a lot of opportunities. Okay? And, and uh, what you would have heard me say is that we will be uh, releasing uh, also a, a platform where we expect the community to not only um, develop new stuff, but help us co-innovate uh, with different parties around the world. And that's going to be the opportunity to, to build functionality and content uh, on, a, on a platform in, in pure SaaS. Um, not different to how developers are uh, working on uh, iOS or, or any of the other um, large mainstream uh, platforms. So I feel this is an exciting opportunity. Sitecore will be uh, growing substantially. We're going through a, a growth path right now. Uh, we will help our ecosystem grow, the development community uh, come even closer to us. We rely on you being successful, similarly to how you rely on us being successful. Um, we we got to come closer. We need your feedback. We need your direction. We want to we wanna keep our customers upgrading. We want to move them to 9, 10. We want to move them to the SaaS world. And uh, above all, thank you for being such a great community. You mean a lot to Sideco and to me personally. Um, and thank you for giving me the opportunity, uh, Derek and Tomas, to, to be here with you this afternoon. Great. Great. Thank you again so much. It's, uh, you know, for, for those of you listening at home, I, you know, I thank you for listening for a hundred, hundred episodes. If, you know, four years ago when I had Mike Reynolds on just kicking around the idea of, of doing this to the fact that we've gotten to a hundred episodes with Tomas starting his series, you know, Tomas, thanks. Thanks for uh, kind of taking the reins and introducing a lot of folks to the MVPs in the world. Um, you know, it's been, it's been, uh, it's, it's, it's been a fun ride. I, I, I really do enjoy producing this for, for everyone at home, whether you're, you know, I, I know a lot of you used to listen on your commutes and hopefully you're finding some other way to do that. If you're, if you're not commuting, um, you know, and to, and to hear other folks kind of take this up like Ishrock started in an Arabic language po uh, podcast, um, uh, you know, with, with, with some, with some folks there and just, seeing the community grow over the past four years has been great. So Tomas, thanks for, thanks for coming along on the ride. <laughs> thank you, Derek. And thank you, Steve, for being here and, and sharing your story with us. You're most welcome. 
Thank you, gentlemen. Have a good afternoon. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Core Sampler. To see show notes from this and past episodes, please visit coresampler.fm. There, you can also subscribe to this podcast to get new episodes as soon as they're released. If you liked what you heard today, please tell a friend and then go to iTunes to rate and comment on our show. Even if you're using a different app to listen to us, those ratings and reviews really do help others find us. Are you a professional working with Sitecore and interested in joining the show? Or would you like to leave some feedback directly? We want to hear from you. Drop us a line at info at coresampler.fm. That is all for this episode of Core Sampler. We'll see you next time.